You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Today I want to speak about kingdom mindset. Everyone say kingdom mindset. Amen. So growing up, my, prayer, my parents brought me up in a certain way, and I would like to call it the kingdom way. I believe they knew something that other people did not know, and they tried to teach people, and some people got it, and some people did not. We will talk about that a bit later. And they taught us how to be successful in the kingdom of God. Because how many of you know you can be very successful, but um, you can have a lot of money, but an empty soul, and end up in hell with a lot of money on earth. Because when you get to heaven one day, God is going to say, well done, my good and successful servant. No, well done, my good and faithful servant. So they taught us how to be faithful towards the kingdom of God, because I believe they had and still have a kingdom mindset. Growing up in this day and age, and especially in this world, this environment, we are programmed to think a certain way. Why do you think the Bible says, renew your mind towards the Word of God? Because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So we need to realign our mindset towards the kingdom of God. Growing up, I never heard my parents say, we can't afford it. They would always say, we will believe for it. We will sow a seed for it. And we will believe we will receive it. Why? Because I believe they had a kingdom mindset. It was no longer about them anymore. It was about him and his kingdom. No matter what happened to them in life, and believe me, it was a lot. And it has been a lot. Many things we do not even know about because they fight battles that we will never have to fight. And we are very grateful for that. They never allowed a victim mindset to take them out. They always get up and fight back harder than ever before because they know it's not about them. It's about Him and His kingdom because they have a kingdom mindset. Your mindset is what sets you apart. We need to ask ourselves, what makes us different? Why do I stand out? Do I need to tell people I'm a Christian because it is not showing in the way that I live? Or do people already see that I'm living like a Christian because I don't, I'm not of this world, I'm set apart. I am a citizen of heaven. I am a kingdom citizen. You can say amen to that. And I cannot expect kingdom results if I do not live like a kingdom citizen. Like Pastor Danny said this morning, he cannot expect marathon running results if he does not act like a runner. I cannot, cannot expect CrossFit Games results if I do not go to the gym and act like a CrossFit person that works out. Amen. So God's goal is to restore to man his rightful place of dominion and earthly leadership. Let's go to Matthew chapter 6, verse 6. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. 
and your father who sees in secret will reward you openly. So here's Jesus' disciples asking, but teach us how to pray. And then Jesus is telling them, verse 7, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things that you have need of before you ask Him. In this manner, therefore pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now we know heaven is a place, and I believe here Jesus is not speaking about heaven, the place coming down to earth, Because the kingdom is a mindset, it's a lifestyle, it's a way we live. So Jesus is saying, the way you live, the way you intended for, let that come down to earth. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. The driving motivation of Jesus' life was not to get us to heaven. That is the goal of religion. But the driving motivation of Jesus was to get heaven to us. So how do we seek the kingdom of God? As we know, we are called to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness more than ever before. So now we know what God's priority is. God would never make His priority complicated for us. God would not make His priority something that we have to guess about. God made His priority very easy for us to understand. God made His priority, put it in our face and say, just do this. Matthew chapter 6 verse 31, Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For after these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all of these things. But seek first. Everyone say first. The kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added to you. Now we know the priority that God has given us. And when you have a priority... You know where to put all your energy. You know where to put all your time. You know where to put all your talent. And you know where to put all your strength. God gave it to us. So when you know what to do, you know that you are not wasting your time. So Jesus' passion was to establish His Father's kingdom on earth in the hearts of men. In the hearts of you and me. Everyone say to your neighbor, Be a kingdom citizen. Advancing the kingdom of God does not involve an invasion of physical territories. It involves an invasion into the inward parts of man's soul, capturing his heart and mind for the purposes of God. And what is the purpose of God? Your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. So this was Jesus' message. When Jesus came, He had a mission and He had a goal. To restore to man the authority that was originally given to us in the beginning. Wherever Jesus went, He taught and He demonstrated what? The kingdom. 
Whenever he went somewhere, he taught the kingdom works like this. The kingdom is like this. And then he demonstrated how to be a kingdom citizen so that we can learn, watch, see, hear, so that we can live exactly the way he lived and do even greater things that he did on this earth because he sent the helper. Amen. So he came and he restored to us what we used to have in the beginning. Matthew chapter 4, verse 17. From that time, Jesus began to preach and to say, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Or the kingdom of heaven has arrived. Look at your neighbor and say, I have arrived. Matthew chapter 13. Verse 1. So now we're going to learn the value of the kingdom. If the kingdom is so important to seek, first, number one, my priority, we need to know the value that this kingdom holds if we're going to give all our time, all our talent, all our energy towards this one thing. Everyone say one thing. So Matthew chapter 13, verse 1. Later that day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him. So he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow, but the plants soon wilted under the hot sun. And since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among, uh, fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on the fertile soil and they produced a crop that was 30, 60, and 100 times as much has been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. So his disciples were there and they were confused. They asked him, but why are you talking in parables? So obviously they've been with Jesus and Jesus has been explaining to them, the kingdom works like this. They've been hearing much more about the kingdom. Now they're confused, but why are you explaining to these people in parables? Let's carry on reading verse 10. His disciples came and asked him, why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, you are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding of what? Understanding of the secrets of of the kingdom of heaven will be given and they will have an abundance of knowledge of what? Secrets of the kingdom of heaven. So now we know there's an abundance of knowledge about secrets of the kingdom. But how do I, as a regular person, access these secrets of abundance of knowledge of the kingdom of of God. Obviously, we heard earlier, and we're going to study it now. I need to listen. I need to open up my ears and become the good soil. So look at your neighbor and say, be the good soil. And the, the more you desire to know, the more 
He will give you. If you pursue it, He will open it up to you. Obviously in Matthew chapter 7 verse 7 says, Ask and it will be given. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be opened up to you. So that means if you don't want to know it, He won't tell you. If you don't want to pursue it, He won't show you. And if you talk against it, He'll hide it away from you. God will never show you what you don't ask to see. So get into the secret place and start asking. Get into the secret place and start praying. Get into the secret place and start showing God, these are the things that I have need of, that I want to do for the kingdom of God. So let's carry on reading Matthew chapter 13 and now in verse 13. That is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. But now I'm talking about you. But blessed are your eyes. Put your hand on your eyes and say, my eyes are blessed. Because they see. And your ears, put your hands on your ears and say, my ears are blessed. Because they hear. I tell you the truth. Many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see but they didn't see it. And they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now to me, what a blessing it is to be in a house where we are taught kingdom principles every single Sunday. We are fed the meat of God, the meat of the kingdom of God every single Sunday. Where there were prophets that longed for this. They longed to hear this. They longed to see it. And now we're at a time where we get this every single Sunday. I probably shouldn't miss another Sunday from now on. In Jesus' name. So verse number 20. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's preach, pastor. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's Word. Oh, you believe that Word? Oh, you go to that church? The bay? Yes, I do. Amen. Verse 22. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's Word. But all too quickly, the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. But the seed that fell on good soil, everyone say, that's me. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's Word and produce a harvest of 30, 60, or even a 100 times as much as had been planted. And from, from today on, I'm saying no thank you to 30. I'm saying no thank you to 60, but only 100 fold from today on. Amen. So here we learn that the parable is about what? The sower. Sowing what? The message of the kingdom. Everyone say kingdom. So here we learned that in every crowd, as we're in a crowd today, there are four types of people. You get the footpath, which is sitting in church and not really paying attention to the message. Oh, I got a message from, oh, what's happening on the UFC today? Oh, what's happening 
in the soccer today. Oh, what's happening? Oh, DMing my girlfriend that should be in church with me today. And the second, you have shallow soil. They say amens to everything. And then when they go out, they forget about everything. And when the storms hit, they can't endure through it because they didn't allow the Word to take root inside of them. They're too worried about what's happening around them. And the third is thorny soil. The cares of this world choke out the word. The, the word. They're too worried about what's going to happen tomorrow. Oh, what's going to happen with my kids? What's going to happen with my, my wife, my husband? Oh, what's going to happen at work tomorrow? And then you're in church, but you miss it. It's going over your head. Then you leave and the cares of this, word, this world choke out the word and it doesn't take root. But then fourth, which is you and is me, is the good soil. They are ready before the meeting even starts. During the week, they're meditating on the Word. They are making sure their soil is ready to produce a harvest once the Word hits their soil. So the Word hits them and bam, inside the soil, it takes root immediately. They leave and they're already spreading the Gospel. Have you heard about the good news about Jesus? And then once... The Word takes root, it produces a tree and people start to notice what's happening with my neighbour, what's happening with my colleague. They look different, they act different, they look blessed, they don't look like me. I want to get what they're having and then you start to produce fruit, allowing other people to eat from your tree, sharing the Gospel of Jesus towards others. They get jealous of you and you say, don't be jealous, come to church with me. Stop being the thorny soil, stop being the rocky soil become good soil, come to church with me and learn how we can access secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. Say it to your neighbor from today. You look good. Like good soil. You look like good dirt. So the key is understanding. Everyone say understanding. Because as we can see, the devil's worst fear is if you understand the keys of the kingdom. He's so afraid for you to just understand this revelation of the kingdom of God because he knows how deadly you will be to the kingdom of hell when you receive this revelation and it takes root inside of you. And why do I say that? Because in the first soil, when it is sowed, the evil one, and we see in verse 19, the seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message of the kingdom and don't understand it. Those that don't understand, you know the scripture that says, in all you're getting, get understanding? Because those that don't understand it, then the evil one, the devil comes himself and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts because he's afraid of the understanding that you will get of the kingdom of heaven. So if there's a first, that means there's always other things that we can seek. There's always a second and there's a third. But Jesus said, seek first. Everyone say first. Seek first only one thing. Other things will compete for your attention, your passion, your strength, your talents, your energy and your gifts. But put it towards this one thing. Everyone say one thing. This is God's commandment to us as His disciples. It's not about just putting it first. It's about seeking it first. Seeking the kingdom of heaven and His righteousness first, that is an action. 
So I need to do something. Me sitting on my couch and binging Netflix is not going to be me seeking the kingdom. Me watching reels on Instagram about church people is not going to get me to be seeking the kingdom. So this is what seek means. Seek means pursue. Seek means to study. Seek means to explore. Seek means to understand, which is the devil's greatest fear. Nothing is yours unless you understand it. Seek means to learn. Seek means to consider. Seek means to desire to know. Seek means to have a passion for. Seek means to have diligent dedication towards. And the devil does not want you to know these things. So we can say it like this. Pursue first the kingdom of God. Study first the kingdom of God. Explore first the kingdom of God. Understand first the kingdom of God. Learn first the kingdom of God. Consider first the kingdom of God. Desire to know first the kingdom of God. Have a passion for first for the kingdom of God. Have diligent dedication towards first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things that we're chasing after during the week will just be added towards me. So if the devil does not want me to have these things, what does he do? He sends trouble your way. How many of you have had trouble? I'm sure some of us are in trouble right now. But because of the revelation, you are working towards understanding. And then eventually understand, you can overcome the storms that the devil sends your way. Because he sends storms because he's scared about the revelation you are receiving about the kingdom of God. And it's a good thing you're going through storms now because obviously you're making the devil very scared. A person that's not going through storms, I would be very concerned because that person isn't doing anything. Because the devil's not very scared of that person. But if you're going through a storm today, my friend, you are just about to go through it in the name of Jesus. That storm will not take you out. And storms are a good thing. They bring rain. If the word is a seed, the storms of life water the soil that the seed, the word, that the word fell on and underground the roots take root so they can overcome even harder storms with an established word that you have heard. So when a storm comes your way, don't worry. The Bible says, do not fear. 365 times. One time for every day. You can just say to yourself, do not fear. Because it's not going to take you out. Amen. You're going to take the devil out. You will, not, you will never be overcome by another, another storm sent your way in Jesus' name. And I believe that. So the harassment is discouragement from pursuing. Pursuing what? Seeking first the kingdom of God. That's our goal. Seek first. Kingdom mindset, seek first. That's what I'm overcome by, seek first. All I wanna do is seek first, pursue first, study first, learn first. That's all I do, I'm a kingdom citizen. The devil is a liar, and you can say amen to that. 
So the greatest revelation about the devil is that he's a liar. You know, the Bible says the devil is a liar, is a liar. He's the father of all lies and there is no truth in him. So whenever the devil attacks, it means you are getting very close to your breakthrough. You always know the truth by what the devil tells you. Oh, and how can I say that? Because if he says to you, you can't do it, you better believe you're gonna be the best at this thing that you're about to do right now because he wants to discourage you. So when he says to you, you will never be healed, you best believe your healing is just around the corner and you're about to receive that healing. When he says to you, man, you ugly, you say to him, though, no, you ugly. I'm created in the image of God. I'm wonderfully and fearfully made. I am made in the image of God. When he says to you, you will never get married. You best believe that your, your wife of your dreams, your husband of your dreams is just around the corner. They may even be sitting in church with you right now. That's a good time to say amen. When the devil says to you, you'll never get a job, you won't find a job, you say to him, devil, you're a liar. There is no truth in you. So I know that my job that I've been praying for, that I've been sowing my seed towards, that I've been believing for is just around the corner. Say it's around the corner. I have my breakthrough in Jesus' name. So me as a kingdom citizen, I am preoccupied with the kingdom. How does the kingdom think? What does the kingdom do? How does the kingdom eat? How does the kingdom take a shower? What is the kingdom boyfriend? What is the kingdom girlfriend? What is the kingdom husband? What is the kingdom wife? What is the kingdom pastor? What is the kingdom teacher? What is the kingdom businessman? How do I create a kingdom business? How do I drive my car like a kingdom man? You have a kingdom car in Jesus' name. I see an upgrade today in Jesus' name. It's just around the corner. If you do what Jesus says, He will do as He promised. If you seek, He will add. You seek, He adds. You seek, He adds. You seek, He adds. You pursue, He adds. You learn, He adds. You explore, He adds. You seek, He adds. Say, I seek. He adds. I seek. He adds. Seek first. So first means the priority thing, the principal thing. Before all others, the most important thing, the highest value on, above everything else and establish as primary purpose. That's what it means to seek first the kingdom of God. So your days, family, of guessing about blessing is over. Because from today, as you seek first the kingdom of God, He will add in Jesus' name. 
So what does ad mean? Ad means you weren't even looking for it. Ad means you weren't even looking, how do I get this and how do I do that? It just ads. It just happens. From today, expect your blessing. Expect it to be added to you in Jesus' name. So what happens as a kingdom citizen? I'm walking, I'm seeking, I'm moving and all of a sudden something is added. How did that get there? I don't know. I was seeking and you're moving and you're seeking and you're exploring and you're pursuing and it's added and it's added and it's added and you're moving towards being a kingdom citizen and spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ so that heaven the kingdom of heaven can come down to earth in our hearts and establish His kingdom on earth as kingdom citizens. Everyone say, I'm a kingdom citizen. So as you move forward, you're seeking, you're pursuing, and it's being added, and it's being added. And all of a sudden, I'm just so blessed. And your neighbor next door says, how did you get that? They start becoming jealous of you. I don't know. Don't be jealous. Come to church with me and learn how to become a kingdom citizen, how to get these things added to your life just as I did. Amen. So you seek and He adds. But what if a storm comes your way? It's a good thing because it hits you and you get right back up. But what if it's you again, the same storm, and you say, I already overcome that. It hits you and you get back up. What if it hits you even harder? You get back up. What if it hits you even harder? And then even harder. And then you say, Lord, I have nothing else to give. Then God says, good. Now we can begin. Because no longer you who lives, but Christ who lives in me. Not by your strength, not by your might, not by your power, but by the strength and the power of the Lord Jesus Christ that lives within you. From today, we're done fighting battles by our own strength, but by the grace of our Lord and Jesus that empowers us because His grace is sufficient for us, will empower you to overcome every obstacle that is sent your way. So the next storm that looks you in the face, you look at the devil and say, devil, you're a liar. I don't believe this lie that you give me. I know my breakthrough is right around the corner. I know I am blessed. I'm a kingdom citizen. And you are very scared of me according to this storm that you are sending my way. Because we are called to plunder hell and populate heaven. And the devil is very scared of the boiling, fiery hot person that is sitting in that chair today. Hallelujah. And I want to close with this. Jesus came to reintroduce the kingdom of God to us. And through the offering of His life on the cross, provide by means by which we could enter into the kingdom of heaven. It starts with Jesus. The first thing before you seek first the kingdom of God, you need to go through the gate. We need to go through Him in order to enter the kingdom. And if I can have everyone standing to their feet, please. Jesus is 
the gate. John chapter 10 verse 7 says, So he explained it to them. I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the true sheep did not listen to them. Yes, I am the gate. Those who come in through me will be saved. They will come and go freely and will find good pastures. The thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them rich and satisfying life. Raise your hand up to the Lord and place your other hand on your chest and say, Today, as I seek first the kingdom of God, I believe I am a kingdom citizen. And as you promise from today, as I seek, you add. Your promises are yes and amen. Lack is not a thing in my life in Jesus' name. I will not inherit lack, but I will inherit the true life and riches of God in Jesus' name. I seek, you add. I seek, you add in Jesus' name. And we give Him the glory and the praise and the honour. Come on, let's give Him praise. Give Him praise like you just got a new job. Give Him praise like you just got a new car. Give Him praise like you just got your breakthrough. Give Him praise that that storm just broke. Give Him praise that your healing just got healed. Hallelujah, we worship You, Father.